The information provided is not intended to be a substitute for professional therapeutic or medical advice. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. Good morning, this is Nathan. Good morning, this is Michelle. Good morning, this is Melissa. And it may oh. not be morning where they're listening, but oh yeah, everything's relative and this yeah. is exist. Mm-hmm. That's not relative, that's what this is. That's literally it. Literally. We covered everything, we just covered everything. Just We're done. Like, wonderful. That was the best podcast we've ever done. All right, thanks for joining us. Yes, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I did announce at the beginning before Nathan started recording that I have a cough and that mm-hmm. I didn't want to interrupt the conversation with coughing and so he gave me a cough drop and now I'm very excited <laughs> that I'm not going to disrupt the conversation because I won't be coughing. Yeah. So I'm so glad. Just yes. Keep, awesome. Keep the rocks in your mouth throughout the rest of the <laughs> podcast and I'll be just fine. Are you sure? <laughs> it's going to be just fine. Please don't choke on that. We all seem to be in a very good mood. I'm still waking up. I, I've had a really rough couple of days. Oh. With Luna. So, a, a, a neighborhood girl, and she's a great, great kid. She really is. Girl comes over. Um, Luna says hi. Everything's fine. Oh, just get Dang off it. the dying. It's fine. Fine. Um, so, Luna, Luna. Aren't we all? Luna's my dog. She gets all get excited about it. Yeah, slowly. But you're like the Usain Bolt of dying. Okay. You're like. <laughs> but it's fine. I just sound like I've been smoking for 20 years. So, this girl comes over. Luna gets excited jumps up on her and the top of Luna's head hits her chin hard and, and hard enough to like knock her over and then as they fall like the dog falls with her and Luna's like dew claw that little thumb at the yeah. top you know mm-hmm. catches her right oh. in the cheek right, right in the chin and cut her and then her other paw just kind of scratched her face like there's no there was no blood or anything like that like she had to get a couple of stitches and then the neighbor, the, her mom thought it was, assumed it was a bite, which I understand. I mean, a dog jumped up on me and sure. now like, I've got blood coming out of my face. So, yeah. like, I could understand how she would assume it. I mean, they've been very nice. Uh, but now, like, anytime you tell, so take her to the hospital, she gets a couple of stitches. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she really, she really was cut. And then um, anytime you tell a doctor or ER whatever that it's a dog bite, they have to call animal control who comes to your house and then tells you you have to board your dog at the vet in isolation for observation for a total of 10 days after the accident or the incident to make sure that they don't have rabies because that's so rampant. What if this same process applied to humans? <laughs> it's called jail. <laughs> they have that. We have that now. And it, I'm so sorry I accidentally smacked I think you in the face. that's manslaughter, isn't it? And we're not talking about murder. We're just talking about, You're talking about a assault. couple stitches. Just assault. That's assault. Just ac- Rather, that was accidental that's assault. That's battery and assault. Because you, know, you know there's a difference. Accidental, though. We didn't do that on accidentally purpose. Accidentally, like punch you in the face or because i'm so excited and i don't have a a large amount like i'm not always aware of my body (laughs) so then i'm so excited but on the way to hugging you i trip fall head first into your chin and then knock you out knock you out your watch cuts your face or whatever 
Or you bite your ma- bite your lid. Yep. Okay. Which is why we have liability insurance, and I have legal team. True story. <laughs> True story time. <laughs> nice oh, way crap. to plug. Okay, have okay. I ever told that story? <laughs> Which one <laughs> about our your family, legal team? Family attorney. No. Oh. Okay. I don't know if this is right. Were you going to say something though? Always, but go. So growing up, we had Harvey Smith as our family attorney, and I was very... Wait, I want to know what kind of shenanigans your family was getting into, that they're like, we need to just keep a retainer on a lawyer <laughs> at all times. Just stay with me, because <laughs> it gets really good. So we weren't wealthy, and so I got this. Like, I had this, though. Like, I might have only had one pair of jeans at the beginning of any school year, or had limited... You're looking at me funny. I'm anyway, It's fine. I had food on the table. Yeah. I was not... But you poor. had a family attorney. But I had a family had attorney. Harvey His Smith. name was Harvey Smith. And I would use it whenever I would talk to people. Like, if they were mean to me, sometimes I would say, like, oh, yeah? Well, I have a family attorney. My parents <laughs> didn't know. My parents didn't know I did this and that I was proud of it. And we got broken into once. And I was like, oh, my gosh, are we okay? And... My mom said, yeah, we're just going to call Harvey Smith. And I was like, why do we need an attorney? And she goes, we don't. He's our insurance guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when my childhood, like, I realized that it was all a lie. Oh. That's my whole story. Harvey Smith was our Boy, that deflated, in- man. regular that's... old insurance guy. Do you think this entire Oh, time? I doubt it. Okay, that's good. Cool. Been... That would have been. Yeah. That you been should still. Level. Well, I think the name Harvey is what did it. I'm going to call anyone I talk to at this legal team. Harvey. Harvey. Hey, Harvey. Can I talk about Harvey? There's no Harvey. that We haven't had a Harvey here since the 20s. Well, like, she didn't matter. sound like a Harvey when I talked to I her, but like she's going to gonna be a Harvey. <laughs> you can call her you're, Harvey. I was going to say, you're paying for every month. You can call him Harvey if you want to. Yeah. That's customer privilege. So, no, wait. What's this legal thing you have now? Legal Shield. Do tell. This and this is, is not a paid advertisement. No, no, but it can be. But it should be. <laughs> Hello, Legal Shield. <laughs> what up? No, no, no. So... I've spent a lot of money on legal paperwork in the past, and I haven't always mm-hmm. been super happy with it. And I've heard a lot of people talk about this program, I guess, you can purchase. It's a monthly membership to have an attorney like, like Harvey Smith like rates per, per on hold. Mm-hmm. So not, per number of employees. So the proverbial Har- Harvey mm-hmm. Smith, not an insurance guy, Harvey Correct. Smith. Okay. You can do individual plan or business plans, mm-hmm. and they're tiered based on how many employees you have, which... I have the $39. I have none. None employees. I have none. So I signed up for the smallest business plan, $39. And they'll review, I think, six contracts a month. So not write them, but you get a discount on that. Okay. So they'll review six contracts a month up to 15 pages each. Oh, wow. I'm, like, thinking of things I can write up that I don't even need. Just because, oh, like, just like going over like your well. releases of information. Your I was just going to say, Financial exactly. addendums. Yep. The, just the stuff, like... Absolutely. But now, doesn't... So, I'm part of the AAMFT um, membership thing, mm-hmm. whatever. And that comes with legal some consultation. legal consultation. Um, wh- I've used that. Is that this, like, will they do some... Will AAMFT do the same? Not with contracts. It's just consultation. And honestly, it's... The only reason I pay. It's pretty difficult. Oh. That's I'm the not only selling AAMFT with what I was about to say then. Because it is a bit daunting to reach out to them get an appointment i've never had an issue i i've i've been able to call and say hey i have a question about a legal question about a case um i just need to talk to a lawyer and they'll say what state are you in i tell them and then they transfer me over to a lawyer and i got a hold of a dude while he was playing golf like what yeah 
Really? Okay, cool. Do that then. If you didn't need any documents. It wasn't for contracts. It sure. was It was for, but I do need document stuff. I this mean. one they called back within 20 minutes. So you call and a customer service person answers the phone, takes a bunch of information. That took two minutes. Do they, are they, they pretty strict back. about like, okay, so like with this dog thing, like if mm-hmm. I needed a lawyer mm-hmm. or just to like consult with one, just to say, hey, like I know I'm covered under my homeowner's insurance, like uh, we've verified that, like everything's fine, but yep. is there anything that, you know, could I call them mm-hmm. and just get that? Yeah, they'll just give you legal guidance. Oh, that's on awesome. That. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally well, worth so it. So what's 30 times 12? We'll say 40 <laughs> times 12, which is oh, 480. Okay. 40 times 12? What's that? 39 is... Well, if it's 40 bucks a month. So I was saying four hundred around 480. I'm not following. Why are you spending so much? I was much? wondering how much it is a year? per month. A year. Oh, right. Okay. So if you if you want to pay I like 500 pay bucks annually. a year. That's not bad. No. When most, most lawyers charge you like 250, 300 At bucks. At least. 350 an hour. An hour. Yes. An hour. Oh. That's yeah. two hours, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I wonder if I have a code. I think I might have a code. I'll send it to you. You can you? Please. We, I mean, I. Hey. I'm just thinking, just even from like. And we're like covered all over the place because I've, I've got a liability lawyer. I've got a double AMFT. I got Harvey lawyers Smith. coming. I got a Harvey. You got Harvey's. <laughs> I got Harvey's. Yep. Hurricane Harvey. Wait. <laughs> no. No. Too soon. <laughs> that was it. That was not it. And then there's the Harvey Weinstein. You don't want one of those. Don't. No. You don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You don't want to get one of those. No. He needs a lawyer, but he is not a lawyer. Oof. I think he is a lawyer. Well, is he a lawyer? I thought he was just know. a producer. Well. Or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I'll find that info later and send it to you. I don't think that. he's a lawyer. I know I'm not. <clears throat> I'm definitely not. I'm not sure if I am. I mean, I, sometimes I sleep very hard, so something could have happened. <laughs> okay, so you didn't tell your husband that I bought him an airbrush? No. Oh. Whoops. Why? Did <laughs> you? I did. I just told him. I said... Oh, man, I feel like an idiot. I totally forgot to bring the airbrush uh, to, to give to your wife, to give to you. And he goes, you bought me an airbrush? And I went, oh. Uh, <laughs> well, I can yes. see why you thought I would after the other fiasco. Yeah, you, yeah. I didn't know you meant I couldn't tell him ever. I thought I, I just literally said, ahead of time. don't tell him. I don't. Nathan <laughs> bought some things before. Yeah, like some, and said, I just need to make sure you're not going to tell him. Yeah, don't tell him that I bought these. Just, just say they're from you. Go for it. Because I didn't want Jason to f- or feel at all like beholden and like these paints. I figure if they came from her, he wouldn't. If he hated him, he'd be like, eh, I don't really. I'm not okay. We'll just sell them. That's how you think it works. Yeah. Hmm. No. No. <laughs> doesn't. That doesn't make sense. Hmm. Maybe I'm not explaining it right. No, you probably aren't. I'm just joking. I've been having a lot of conversation about how I really suck at communicating in any way other than in person. You know, you really suck at emailing. (laughs) Two things. And it was in co-therapy. So then I looked over at the person I literally just talked to, one of the therapists I work with, about the same thing minutes prior. And I was like... That they suck at emailing? No, that I do. (laughs) At least you know. Yeah. I cannot do co-therapy. Cannot. Have tried. Cannot. I don't know how you do it. Hmm. I've tried it. It's been a long, long time. I just bring in wonderful therapists. That makes it easy. Just kidding. It's not easy. I think I might be a little... I think I don't... 
think I struggle with someone that plans. I don't I don't go into a session with a plan. If you were someone that went in, idea, but that might even pose a different problem because mm. if you have a rough idea and then you're with someone that doesn't, right? Well, I like, always just do you always let your clients start it, like start the session, like what they want to bring up. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you would do that in co-therapy when you're just sitting there and you're like. But because I do that, I don't know how I could really go in with a plan. I maybe have an idea and I have some things in my. Yeah. Pocket in general. Mm, I've got a backup. I've got some ideas. If they have nothing and they've just had an amazing week and there's yeah. nothing to talk about. I'm like, okay. Then we just well, do or if they're working, Or if they're working on something. Yeah, if we're like doing EMDR. Right. And like we was sit down, minimal chit chat, let's get going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Hmm. All right. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. How do you guys differentiate between adult ADHD Mm. And BPD. BPD? Yep. Borderline personality disorder. Are you looking at me specifically at times, like diverting? Okay, we'll talk through the symptoms. So So you're talking about adult adult diagnosed ADHD, like they didn't know they had it. That's interesting. I have seen people come in that have been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And as I talk with them, um, it turns out that it isn't. Like, maybe they had a mom or a dad or somebody in their family that was very influential that did have BPD, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe histrionic or something, cluster B, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty severe. Yeah. And then they maybe have, in like, assumed some of those behavioral traits mm-hmm. uh, just kind of in order to maintain their own sanity and function, Right. And then, uh, as we're talking, they're 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 convinced that they have BPD. They got borderline personality disorder, and uh, I start talking about like, so how do you know? How do you react with relationships when they're ending? You know, to go over. Just give me a brief example, a brief history of your dating life. And they're like, well, you know, there's these relationships, but they, they start talking about like long term friends that they've been able to maintain, that they've been in the same job for six, seven years, or they've at least been in the same field for that period of time. Um, and they start listing off all these things where I'm going, that doesn't sound like BPD. And then as they're talking, they start talking about, you know, the things that they've done impulsively, mm-hmm. the, uh, mood swings, right. Yeah. Um, the reactivity and low frustration tolerance. I'm totally with you. And yep. so though, as I, as I start seeing those as ADHD symptoms, I'm going, well, that's, that's not that's not BPD at all. I mean, you might have some traits of it, but the risky behaviors and the DUIs, you know, the kind of some somewhat chaotic relationships, is because you have you have got some severe ADHD. That's yeah. a combined type. You know, it's the the hyperactivity mm-hmm. along with the inattentiveness. Mm-hmm. And, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, exactly. And maybe you make really impulsive <coughs> decisions and you struggle to control your mood and you don't have much of a filter. Mm-hmm. And especially when they start talking about, well, I've been on Abilify, I've been on Prozac, I've been on Zoloft, I've been on Lithium, I've been, and they really didn't really help or they made things really bad um, or they didn't really do anything at all. And I'm going, you don't have BPD. You got ADHD, and you had a mom or a dad that was, that had BPD. Yeah, and so you've picked up some of those traits, maybe, but 
That's mm-hmm. exciting. Like I, I don't know that you're ans- I don't really know that you're asking a question because <laughs> well, I am I'm asking in how do you agreement. guys differentiate when you when you have a client comes in and they're convinced that they have something. Mm-hmm. They're convinced that they have BPD. Yeah. You know, people have been telling them since, you know, borderline. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you just assume that that's true? No. No. No, because I have a gut also that I can, when I sit with someone, if they do have that, I have little hairs on the back of my head that alert me. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, like your spidey uh, If I find myself going like, if I find myself extra exhausted after a session, mm-hmm. then I just am aware of that. But that... It, if it's missed and it was missed that long, then they have found ways to accommodate and at times that can impact their social relationships. But all of those questions I, are going to well, be I think, important. I think part of what I do in every, no matter who the person is, I always do a genogram mm-hmm. and I always try to get information about their relationships with family and getting mm-hmm. that kind of information mm-hmm. and also getting trauma information because there's people that, you know, have issues with trauma that don't necessarily have a personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, I don't know that I've ever met anybody that was convinced they had BPD and it turned out to be ADHD. I've had some people come in that were like, I, I have BPD and it was PTSD, PTSD mm-hmm. or even bipolar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think like I've, a cyclothymic or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like presentation. But I don't think I've ever had anybody come in that was... Like, oh, I've been diagnosed with BPD, and then it was ADHD. I've seen it at least three times. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the doctor. And the, 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 the confirmation for me was they go to the doctor. They get off the mood stabilizers they were on. They get on, uh, like, Ritalin or something like that or Adderall. And they're like, oh, my God, I can <laughs> I, I can take my turn. I can, Yeah. And it's mm. and it's not the taking the turn because I literally didn't just now. <laughs> <laughs> I think medicate like response to medication is going to be a big indicator of mm-hmm. agreed. If you're right in that, what was another thing I lost in my train of thought? What's up, ADHD? Did you uh, no, but I but I think you're right about that because I think it does make a difference because I think a lot of times when you have somebody that's come into the office and they've been diagnosed with BPD multiple times, that means they've probably been on a gamut of medications. Mm-hmm. They've been they've seen multiple doctors, they've seen multiple therapists, they've been yeah. in hospitals, yeah. they've been all over the place, and not everybody is as thoughtful about sort of not just assuming mm-hmm. that since that person has been diagnosed a particular way once, yeah. especially with a personality disorder. Yeah. Have any of them been men? Yes. Really? Yes. I have seen what you're talking about in teen girls, especially ones that have been in residential programs before. I think ADHD in teen girls gets missed a lot. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. It does. Sure. It does, especially the inattentive type, because mm-hmm. if, if we are just silent and nodding our head, then the assumption is we are following. It's not a safe assumption. And it's assumption. not. That's not a safe assumption. But it's why it's missed a lot. Yeah. And there's a there's a grief that goes along with finding out that it's ADHD when you're an adult. Mm. Based I, on personal experience. I've yeah. seen people that just, that, that their diagnosis had become their identity to an extent. Mm-hmm. Oh, certainly. And they, I've had people fight me. But they And this is their words. They, they literally told me, no, you need to understand that I am crazy. And I, yeah. and, I, and I go, well, okay, like, I'll believe you for now, let's, but let's, let's look into this. And we start going and talking, and they start making quite a bit of sense, and it lasts over several months. And then I, have, I bring it back around, and I go, you know, is there any chance that you're just not crazy? Like, maybe your parents were nuts. Yeah. 
like maybe you maybe you grew up in crazy. Yes. And so that's all you know. That that's what you knew. Right. And since you know, if you're sane or or you know, you've got some kind of connection to reality, and nobody else in your family does. Right. Mm-hmm. You're gonna feel crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you're gonna be the odd man out. Yeah. And uh, it's it's been pe- I've had people fight me, not like physically, but. I think I set a stage from the beginning that I'm just going to believe that what you're sharing is your truth. I really, I really believe that. And, and I'm going to ask the same of them. Yeah. So if I ask a question and then they know that it's coming from a place of just curiosity. curiosity yeah. Like, well, what if you're not? Like, yeah. What would that mean? So sometimes it stops the fighting because they'll ask over and over and over. Do you think I'm crazy? Do you think I'm crazy? Do you, do you, you yeah. must think that you are because you're, asking that over and over and sometimes i mean Fromm talks about that in the escape from freedom book where he talks about how um we one of the ways to kind of maintain our freedom is to destroy everything around us and huge chunk of our personality mm-hmm. in order to kind of maintain this one true peace that, yeah. that is kept safe but it's at the expense of living yeah being able to really participate in life well, that just went deep really fast. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Anywho. Did no, we answer your question? No, that's interesting. Yeah, no. no? Yeah, because you brought up the PTSD yeah. thing. You brought up the uh, bipolar stuff that there's... that. Some, I mean, but in all honesty, more often than not, when people come in and they're like, yeah, I've got BPD. Yeah. Like, they do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could... Oh, I, I could share in my alternate response... Um, how I feel about a certain profession. So if you ask that question again, how, do you just assume that whatever their diagnosis was oh, yeah. is their diagnosis? And my alternate response would be like, no, I'm not a psychiatrist. Is that terrible? No, erase oh. that. Oh, that's <laughs> That's my experience. It's burn. terrible. That all was the, terrible. All the psychiatrists listening have left. I do think it is interesting to, to ask them, Actually, like, take it what, back? Were the cer- no. take it back. what were the circumstances under which you were diagnosed? Like, if the only yeah. place you've ever received, like... If you just had a kid and you're going through postpartum and uh, somebody just broke up with you. That's a great question. You know, and you're in a psych yes. hospital and they diagnose you with BPD. Right. Can we that, add that yeah. to our intake types of questions? I'm going to add that. That's like what, what were the circumstances? What was the context? Yes. Well, I think, too, a lot of times when you start seeing... I know mine. When you start seeing people... <laughs> <clears throat> who've been seen a long time, especially as children, they started being seen early in life. Oof. And they really, the Oof. the people that saw them really just went based on sort of the parents who... Yeah, parent report. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we had that debate in grad school, and I got the answer wrong in quotes because the question was, you know, someone presents to therapy and they're 18 or something and they received a diagnosis of ADHD and then shared a little bit more information, and they didn't have any current symptoms. Mm-hmm. And so I said ADHD by history, and then wrote in my assessment area of this practice that I would assess further to determine if those symptoms were still. And you got that wrong? Yeah, there was a big debate in class. What? They were like, "No, they have it. They were diagnosed with it." Yeah, people get it wrong though. Yeah, that's that's what I'm like. I don't. They do get it wrong. And when what about that just being normal? Or what if you grew out of it? Or what if it wasn't ADHD? What if it was a PTSD thing? Or what was yep. it? What if it was just anxiety? What if I, it was red food diet? I, did you know that you can have depression without feeling sad? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Do you know most people don't know that? 
Of course they don't, because no. everybody thinks that depressed means sad. Yeah, and they're not synonyms. No, not at all. And I've, I've had people come to my office say, oh, I've got ADHD. I've had it for, you know, five years. I was like, five years? You're 30. What? what, what do you, well, that's what right. I was diagnosed. And, just... and they're going, oh, uh, you know, and I couldn't concentrate and, and you know. Oh my and gosh. couldn't finish tasks. And I was like, well, that's because your energy level was really low. And right. you couldn't concentrate because you didn't have the energy to do it because yeah. you're depressed. And I go, well, I didn't feel, I mean, I wasn't crying all the time. It's exactly. so important. Mm. It's so important. Mm. So we tell our ADHD diagnosis stories. Is that what we're doing now? Ooh, no. Mine was, mine's traumatic. Don't do it then. <laughs> I was on a road trip with another couple and... So we took the whole six-hour drive there, spent several days on a trip with them on the way back. Do you already know that story? Yeah. Yeah. And at the end, he's like, why didn't you tell me you have ADHD? And I was like, because I don't. (laughs) And then in the middle of saying that, it was like the end of Sixth Sense. (laughs) Don't don't ruin it. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, at the end of any movie, when you realize something. Yeah, and you're like, oh. Oh, and then all these now. flashes of memories, like, I wonder if that's why that was like that. I wonder if that's why oh, I don't remember no. most of my... No, I get it. Um, whatever, you know. That's fun. Well, that was weird. Okay. Um, sorry, it's a glitch on the recording. Um, it happens sometimes. Yeah. Oh, last week still, or last month. Oh, it was so, so sad. sad. I don't even remember what we talked about, though. Boundaries that was so good. and Boundaries. how existentialists understand the person, like the self and who the self is versus I was beautiful and then it all just disappeared. Can we just somehow recreate the best parts? I don't think you that. I don't. <sighs> well, you just told everybody what it was. Yeah, so that was okay. it. Done. It's okay now. I yeah. guess. Everybody got the same... We it was really what was interesting to me is how different our responses were to it. Yes, I really appreciated you guys' response. Oh, good, because I thought I was like unemotional about it to a fault. No, it was which is very, not a norm. Which which one of you was like? Well, why do you think we get together to do this? Was that you that said that? It might have been. Yeah, well, yeah. I was, I was, I was still like kicking myself like two <laughs> days later, and I think Melissa said like. Do you think the only reason we get together to talk is so we can record it? Because we have not done a lot with this in terms of no, putting it places. No, we need to get the website And we keep, we keep coming here. So mm-hmm. we probably just like to be in a room. And imagine that someday someone us. might hear all of our conversations. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. Someday. Someday. <laughs> I can make the website. I've, I got, I've got it. I just, you have that domain. Yeah. And then I can make a website when from it. You can share the URL from Anchor and just yep. put it right on there. And now that we know like a good way to upload it, like it should be easy peasy. Yeah. Lemon squeezy. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. <laughs> You've been really quiet today. What's up? Yeah. Well, I've been talking. You have? Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> 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 I was sharing about the bipolar and the post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. that's true I've, I'm still trying to get over my I'm still remembering my original that is and this is in the parlance of the time so with the words in their words that is as as low functioning as you could get before you hit retarded so it was it was similar to borderline intellectual functioning oh my they had gosh kind of had what yep and then Owl. So my dad Owl. was going, Punch he was someone. getting his doctorate at Vanderbilt at the time. So you know the Vanderbilt assessments that yeah, you give now? Yeah. So that was created during this time, like 
I was a part of that research. Yep. Uh, because the guy's name was still practicing, as far as I know, out in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, so he's been doing it for probably 40 years, 50 years. <laughs> but, um, and uh, he, my parents took me to him for a long time, and I was in the the trial for, I can't remember if it was Prozac or Zoloft on kids, but it made me, like, super suicidal. Um, we were told that I'm the reason that there's a black box label. <sighs> Like a warning on adolescents taking antidepressants. Oh my gosh! I know you've told me that. I remember. I remember we were at Target when you told me that. Because that's where you talk about that kind yeah, of stuff at Starbucks in right. Target, sure. not just any Starbucks. No, just the ones at Target where no one else goes. <laughs> right. And we don't mail for lunch. Why do I remember those things? That's not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So that that was my and I. I think I didn't even get diagnosed with ADHD because. Yeah, I don't know. And that is the story of how Nathan started ADHD. In general, like, that is how... I didn't start. It's not my fault. Well, it was ADD, wasn't it? <laughs> it kind of sounds like you're the pioneer of it. No, I was the guinea pig of it. Yeah. That'd, that'd be that like sucks. saying a rat is the... Is a, <laughs> <laughs> I was the rat. Oh, actual. I'm not actually a Skinnerian, but... Okay, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not that either. No. I'm not borderline at all. No, but no. I think that's a really good representation, and I think that... I, I mean, I hate to say that because I care about you, but, like... That's a good example of how, like, detrimental. Oh no! Yeah, labeling I agree. and and yeah. just sort of that experience of, oh my god! I mean, I just my my parents said that Dr. Hunt. Uh, I think I met with him. I don't even know how many times, but I still like I still clearly remember his office. I was only five or six at the time, maybe seven. Um, and and said, you know what? You've got a, a like a really. You've got a brilliant daughter. It's my older sister, Casey. You've got a brilliant daughter. She's amazing. You should put a lot of your time, energy, effort, and resources into her. You should check Nathan into a facility and forget you ever had him. Why would they tell you that? Are you wanting us well, to cry on this podcast? <laughs> well, no, because my, my parents I defended me you. and we stopped going to Dr. Hunt. And they I'm were about like, to put my tea down and hug you. Well, no, but here's the good... No, so, so when I was working at a school in... Uh, Is that or I'm going to get... Homicidal. <laughs> I feel. Do you, I feel like my, my parents angry. I feel anger. Well, that, that is just terrible. A, yeah, that is. It's horrendous. burning. Like it, it might come out as tears, but it is anger. <laughs> I was. A, I was in 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 Doctor Hunt's defense. I was a kind of a handful. I don't care. I don't care. Five or six. You can laugh, but uh, no. But here's, some part of that five year old needs to hear that we disagree. But here's here's when my parents told yes. my parents didn't tell me this when I was like seven or eight. We would fight. I was in grad school, and I there was this there was a kid at one of the schools that I was doing substitute teaching at, and he was like had delusions about thought projection. Um, would bring knives to school, would compulsively... St- I mean, the dude was was probably six, seven, eight, hearing voices. Mm. Um, I mean, he like, pediatric schizophrenic symptoms. Mm. And I was talking with my dad about this kid, and I was like... And I was really frustrated with the kid. The kid was just a <laughs> constant problem. He was putting other kids at, at risk. Um, it was it was really, really hard. And I was, I was kind of venting to my dad about it. And I was like, this kid doesn't have any hope. Like, there's no chance. I was young. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. And, uh, and my dad said, you know, they, they said the same thing about you. How old were you? I was 30-something. Oh, okay. So, and, and he, said, he said, you know, this is what, 
this is what Dr. Hine, and, he, and, he, and he said it. I said, he doesn't remember this, but my mom reports that my dad grabbed him by the lapels and dragged him over the, like, pulled him out of his chair. Good. And and said, why can't you just admit you can't help my son? And he said, so my dad was trying to bring home the point. He was like, hopeless. Nobody's ever passed the point of redemption. Mm Mm-hmm. What narrative did that give you about your dad, maybe? Um... I can take that question back if I need to not ask that here. <laughs> no, I don't. <coughs> uh, it didn't. It gave me one about other clients. And I still think about it to this day when I have a client that I'm just like, you don't want to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can still, I, I think that there are some people that don't. Mm-hmm. They, they want to stay sick, as weird as that sounds. And that's not victim blaming. Mm-hmm. I'm not shaming them. I, I genuinely believe that... F- Whatever's going on in their life, they need that sickness mm-hmm. to survive or, or to function, or at least they believe they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and either I don't have what it takes to to convince them otherwise, or um, th- th- they don't want what I have to give. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they're just not ready to receive it. Yeah, and that's okay, too. It is. Yeah. And I can say, you are not at a place where you want this or can receive this and that doesn't mean that you're past hope it doesn't mean I'm giving up on you it just means right now I can't do anything for you yeah and that doesn't mean that no one can do anything for you it just means I can't yeah um and I can say that with uh, and still hold hope nope just sad (laughs) (laughs) more anger but you know under the underneath that anger well, anger is always a secondary. Emotion. I'm just really glad that your dad stood up for you in that way. Yeah, that's why I was that, curious that, at your answer. That I'm glad that I'm glad that he was able to hear that and say, you know, be protective in that manner. And then we stopped going to Doctor Hunt. Hmm. <laughs> I'm curious about your answer of it not having a narrative type impact on you about your dad or about something but it that it impacted your view of future clients is that how you said it mm-hmm. yeah my dad i mean he got his master's in counseling mm-hmm. i mean he was a therapist for yeah. a lot of my younger years yeah. um so i think i'd already kind of had that narrative about how my dad perceived we could just do an emdr session real, just an emdr <laughs> session real quick about about that and see what comes up I'm good. I gotta tell you though, I or I'm project, projecting a desire of something that I, I didn't. Had to, have. I had to get over my baggage mm-hmm. of using the Vanderbilt to diagnose kids with ADHD. Mm-hmm. There was a big chunk of me that didn't want to do it. I can yeah. totally see. I that. didn't want to use the Vanderbilt. I was like, you know what? I'll just use like I'm just gonna use interview and history gathering. Like, <laughs> screw yeah. the Vanderbilt. Yeah, <laughs> because like I knew Dr. Hunt was formative in creating that. It was based off of his research. He yeah. was the one that helped change the diagnoses. He was the one that, I mean, that's that was his, like, his thing was ADHD. And I was like, well, yeah, but I know the guy who yeah. did that and had some very negative experiences with him, and I kind of wanted to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. And I, I just, I had to get over it and get to the point where I was like, you know, it is what it is. Like, it's the... It's it's really the the main diagnostic thing that we use. Yeah. So as well for kids anyway. So now can we talk about that phrase throwing the baby out with the bathwater because I don't understand it. Have we talked how, about it before? How do you not understand that? I just don't. 
I don't know. My brain doesn't always okay, so you know make sense of when those you types. give a baby a bath, you put them in a little tub. Yes. And then when you're done cleaning the baby, you take the baby out. This is the order I've done it in. <laughs> and then you take the gross bath water and pour it out. Yes. If you throw the baby out with the bath water, that's you, you don't take there's there's some good things mixed in with the dirty water. Oh yeah, yeah. So take the good things out, throw yeah. the bad things away. Yes. Don't throw the baby out with the bath water. I just think like last night we someone said I feel I think they were just blowing smoke at my butt. That's a real thing. That was a real thing, though. I didn't know, and we didn't know. We, were, I was like, <laughs> I keep stopping people. It's been a theme lately. Like, what is that? Where did that come from? So yeah. now I know that one, but I don't know. Blown smoke? Yeah. You don't know that one? No. That was a real treatment for um, doctors would give people smoke enemas. Oh, okay. Well, I've heard and of And they would literally like blow cigarette ones. smoke up people's butts. Why? Oh, to cure! It was a snake oil thing. I mean, to cure all kinds of stuff, but it was propagated by the tobacco companies. Can you imagine sitting around and being like, "What do I want to do with? I wonder what I want to do with my life." You can go on eBay and find a smoke blowing kit. They they still have. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to send it to who I was talking to. <laughs> That's a real thing. Is eBay still a real thing? eBay's still a real thing. Yeah, eBay. But you can find probably antique or reproductions of smoke blowing oh kits and. Sometimes you have to use your mouth, but you got to be worried about getting the blowback on that one. So you can use, they have like these little gentle bellows. So the doctor would smoke yeah, and then literally blow smoke up your butt. Well, it's it like that um, nose Frida that you use for babies that suck, you suck the snot out of their nose. Yeah, yeah. The little, I love those things. We use called budgies. Okay. I don't know. What do you, do you know? Nose Frida's You've the never brand. had the budgies? I don't, I don't know where we got that. France. The booger sucker. Yeah. It's amazing. I can recreate the sound if you want me to. Yeah. You're welcome, Melissa. <laughs> you never experienced the... You never had to, the little blue bulb and the little... I know what it is. I know what it is. You have to make is. sure you suck... You push in on it before you stick it in the baby's nose. Otherwise, they go... But then you have to give the baby a bath, and then we're back to square one. And then you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You're like, you got that's the third baby this week. You got to stop doing that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Where are we going? How are we going to transition to a different topic? Because that's well, we're almost. Oh, we're almost out of time. <laughs> oh no, we're not. We're only going for 38 minutes. Oh. I was okay. going to do the existential moment. I like ask about it. I don't. I don't know if I have one this week. I'm sure I do. I just. Anybody? Dead air, man. It's no good. Oh, yeah. Now it's time to bring you a word from our sponsor. No, we don't have any sponsors. We don't. We should get some sponsors. One of us should be a sponsor. We can sponsor ourselves, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do often find that if I talk about things I'm excited about, I sound like an advertisement. Really? Yeah. Like Legal Shield. <laughs> so I could do that if there's another product that we like. <laughs> If there's another product we like. Um, um, existential moment. Yeah. The time where you were just like, you were reminded about like, oh cool. Well, I don't know. Okay. It's, an, it's, a, it's just a difference in personalities that I wondered if it came from a place of, like that it could lead into an existential conversation. Shoot. I'll try. So, got a rental car. Because I'm having some work done on our car. 
and did not. I wasn't excited about it. Having the bumper replaced. (laughs) Yep. I could stop there. We could turn that into an existential conversation, right? Well, that was bull. That's mm-hmm. Well, I used to say Jason got in an accident, and then people were like, oh my gosh, is he okay? And I'm like, yes, he's fine. It's just, and then it looks like a robot car because there's no fender. And then we had a <laughs> fender sitting in the garage. So finally got it in to get work done, had to get a rental car for 10 days, and that Woof. sucks. And so that's expensive. I just signed up online, got the cheapest one I could get, showed up. And they're like, I, I'm so sorry um, that you've had to wait, and now you need this for 10 days. We don't have any of the cars that you requested, so we're going to give you a Nissan Murano. Was that you sitting in that? Yes! I was watching. Oh, all four seats are heated. Nice. Oh, man, so awesome. So we're sitting in the car, and, you know, you have to do the drive both cars, and then, yeah. then I was driving Jason home to get in his car so he could go to work. And I, you know, flipped the switch so he could have toasty buns. Toasty buns, and we're sitting there, and I'm like, "This is amazing." Will's in the back seat is like, "This is awesome," and then Jason is like, "It is," and then he switches it off, and I'm like, "He's like, I don't want to get used to it. Like, I'm gonna have to personalities." He wasn't mad. No, he yeah. just was like, "I don't want to get used to that," and I'm like, "I'm gonna soak up." Yes, I'm the every same. Every bit of this moment, but I can. It does not take a lot for me to get excited about things. Well, and I don't think I'll be devastated. I don't think I'll be devastated. No, I might be a little. I might be a little bit sad. It's a really nice car, but I was just—I don't know. I was just curious about it. Is that a? Can we leave that into a? I have absolutely seen people not engage in relationships, pleasurable experiences, Mm -hmm. or just fun things because they know it's going to end. And I'm like, well. You're probably, I mean, you're not wrong. You're right. It, it is going to end eventually. Yeah. But, and they're like, well, the, just the end is just too hard. Well, and I will engage in it and it's, I'm like, I love it. And then it will be over and then I will be devastated. And then you can, and I and will then take I will a little bit that. of the devastation for the enjoyment. Yeah. Because why not? In his perspective, he's just choosing not to have, like, it's just going to stay how it was. So. Right. And so now, but which doesn't make sense to me. Well, if you're avoiding but it makes bad feelings afterwards, yeah, I think they're probably somewhere in the middle. I don't think I'm probably. I don't think I'm probably honestly like the. I'm gonna like a hundred percent it, like just like be completely. I turn all of them on even if I'm not sitting in the moment. Yeah, I. I think I'm probably. I don't know that I'm quite there with Mm -hmm. Jason, but like I'm probably somewhere in the middle of Jason and you guys. Yeah. How how does that I forget who it was or what movie it was in, but somebody said, I don't want, I don't want the labor pains. I just want the baby. Like they're referring to some project Mm. that they're working on and somebody's talking about the difficulties or whatever. And they're going, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Just give me the good stuff. Hmm. Right. People say that about like, I just, I want an adult child. I mean, I want to have a child, but I don't want to have to have a baby. Right. Or even a teenager. Like, I just want to be a parent, but I don't want to have to go through all that. I guess I just welcome all of it. Like, it's okay. One part to another, and then tell me how you feel. (laughs) You don't know my life. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Fine. Tell me about your vagina, Nathan. That's a. That's tell me about your vagina. (laughs) I can't. 
I can't speak to that. <laughs> you got me. Flopping vaginas. <laughs> Remember that story? <laughs> yes, that is totally. We can't refer to old stories that we haven't told on here, but I'm not going to tell it again. But no. it's somewhere. Oof. It's somewhere in the archives. It's in, yeah. We archive things before they've been active. We just go right <laughs> to archive. Right into the archive. Just straight. After I am a little more hesitant because I do sort of want to, like, there is a part of me that definitely wants to sort of just be like, oh my gosh, like, I'm just going to, like, soak in and focus on, like, the positive and the experience. Mm-hmm. But then there's a part of me that like is afraid that I'm going to be disappointed. And so I, so I sometimes will sort of dial it back a little bit so that I, then all at once. Yeah. Are you familiar or interested in the Enneagram? I don't like it. I'm familiar with it. I don't enjoy it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. My, as I hear you talk where I tend to be on the Enneagram is very much an explanation of why I respond the way that I respond. Hmm. Yeah. So the Enneagram is that personality indicator. Mm-hmm. It's like eight different types. Nine. Or no. Yeah, Thanks for know. leaving me out. I'm a nine. So Whatever. let me see what you just did. Yeah. And then like you have one that you are generally, mm-hmm. and then you have one that you tend to go to if things are going really well, and you have mm-hmm. another one that you tend to go to oh. if things are going really poorly. Hmm. Well, there's wings. I don't understand all of that piece, but there's a way that you will respond in an unhealthy way. Right. And in a way that you respond when you're in typically better health. And then there's kind of a default that's in the middle-ish yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Eh. I, I love think, it. I think some of it kind of fits with just sort of my personality, but I think it's also just sort of like what I've always experienced and like kind of yeah. the way I was raised. Which is where that Enneagram comes in because it really does okay. relate to experiences that we've had mm-hmm. that have, you know, built us mm-hmm. in some ways. You guys ever seen uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah. No. Oh, it's brilliant. But he has... Uh, but it gives me an idea for taking this on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Literally right Therapists now. in, in Cars Getting seats. Coffee. Therapist in... Well, it's, it's therapist all on video. traveling. Oh, you're trying to do the... Yeah, because that's what you have to do as a therapist. I guess. But okay. he has this thing where he's talking... I can't remember which one he's talking to, but he's talking with this other comedian. And this comedian is talking about something that he ordered online or as seen on TV, like one of those things, and he gets it, and it comes, and it's just, it's a miserable piece of junk. And he was so disappointed. He was so upset. He's so mad about it. And Jerry Jerry has this really, he he goes, oh, I don't, I don't care about the thing that I get. He goes, the... He goes, you know, when you would order things out of the back of the catalog, like little joy buzzers when you were a kid or whatever. Yeah. He goes, the the time for when I order it up until before I get it is the best time. Because hmm. I have got this thing that I'm looking forward to, and I just can't wait for it to come, and I'm full of hope. And then once it gets here, I don't really care. It's the it's the way on the way to get it is what I enjoy. That is me. Especially with LOL dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I'm like, I, why? I think I'm I obsessed more, with them. I think I am more the anticipation person. I think I have changed. When I was younger, I used to be very much like that. Like, I would be planned for things, and I would like, make lists of all the things that I was going to do. I'd, I'd start researching things, like, a year ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And just, like, I would just start, like, because I would get so excited about it sort of in the moment and then it could never live up to what 
Oh. So researching things. Well, it's not even just so. It's not even so much researching things, but like, tell me about that. What? That's a thing you can do. I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> I will attempt I'm to research and be like, like things that I'm, I forgot to do something else. I I think I do a lot of the research, but or like sort of the planning, mm-hmm. and I get excited about that. But then when it comes to like actually doing it, like, I feel like it like it's not gonna. I feel like maybe I hype it up too much, and then it doesn't mm-hmm. end up living up to the expectation. Huh. And then I sort of feel disappointed. Oh, this took a dark turn. Yeah, it did. Do you think you can just not have expectations? No, not you, you, but people in, in general. general. How? I agree. If you're caught How off you guard possibly? or it's a spontaneous thing where, like, like if well, I, I just showed up, well, if sure. I just showed up one day and I was like, come with me. It's going to be exciting. I promise. We'll see right now. I've got an expectation. Yeah, exactly. But then, yeah, I already have But until that, there's not a built, well, it's only between now and, you're right. So if I just turn the corner and I hand you something that's exciting that you didn't expect. Right. Is I didn't that like, that is a real right. moment of just yes. authentic reaction. But yes. people trying to like not have expectations in a relationship with someone. That's not no. real. Mm. That's not possible, that's right? That's not no. possible. No. The more you try to say that you don't, the more you do. Ooh, that's good. Mm. I like that. I write that down. In a show note. <laughs> In a show note. The more you say you don't have any expectations, the more you probably oh, do. Oh, yeah. You're lying to yourself. Yeah, you're just trying to convince yourself. Which means you're spending a lot yourself. of time thinking about it. Yes. I don't understand how anybody could even function that way, but I've, I have heard more than one person try to convince me that they just I don't have any expectations. Yeah. Well, and this idea that it then it's not something that just continues to move and shift throughout your relationship, that they can change, yeah. but that you don't, and couples you can don't revisit talk about them, it. And you can discuss yes. them and you can say... Well, it's just a protection from getting disappointed. If I don't have, if I, if I can convince myself I don't have an expectation, that when they let me down, because I do really have expectations... And one of them is I you're going to let me down. Yes. Then I don't have to experience sort of the, I don't have to experience that if I can convince myself. Mm-hmm. It's but a you're going to get it anyway. No, you're right. But who said protections are rational? Hmm. <laughs> That's... They're yeah. not. Most of the time, they're not rational <laughs> at said all. Who said rational? They're Jeez. not. Well, I feel that there's, they've got to work somehow, or people wouldn't keep doing them. No, they do. But I'm just saying, on a rational, logical <clears throat> basis, most of the time they don't come out of logic. They come out of an emotional experience that says, I don't know how to tolerate that, or I don't know how to deal with that. And so I protect myself with the hope that I don't have to experience that same thing again. Hmm. I mean, that's... It's like that phrase, getting your hopes up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to get my hopes up. Well, yeah, I you already meet, did. I don't want to meet my don't heroes. Right. I don't want to meet Irving Allen. I don't want to have lunch with him. Irvy? Yeah. Your friend Irvy. I don't want to meet Irvie. him. He's... I, I, I hope that he passes away nicely in his sleep after living 130 years and writing 12 more books. And I've gotten one email from him. And that's good enough for me. Like, but, I really have gotten to an email. But mal- and that is good enough for me. That's all, that's as close as I want to get to that flame. But I quickly became your heroes. <laughs> that's Stripping. true. And then I met you more. And then it, and then it changed. Yeah, then it's gone. And yeah. then it was great. <laughs> so glad that we met your expectations. <laughs> oh, that's pressure, isn't it? <laughs> that's like having someone refer a friend to you for therapy that I will just never 
do again. <laughs> I keep referring people to you guys. <laughs> Stop it. I'm full. Mm-hmm. Full. 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 Blue full. <laughs> <clears throat> but you know, I, I dealt with that in I dealt that with I dealt with that in my uh, practicum site when I was in grad school. Um, <laughs> somebody referred somebody to me, and I was processing it with my, and it went totally south. And I was uh, processing it with my supervisor at the time, and she said, and I said, I don't think I'll ever do that again. And she goes, what? I was like, I'm never going to, like, and actually this particular situation I I haven't done again because it was, it did, like, a mom referred her daughter to me, and Mm -hmm. I was seeing them separately. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I'll ever do that again. Like, and just the other day I had somebody ask if I would see their spouse individually and mm-hmm. see them individually. And I said, no. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, I'll do couples work with you guys. <laughs> be happy to do that. And part of couples work so, can sometimes be individual sessions. Mm-hmm. With the focus and intention of that time on. Right. And we stay in our lanes. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. But it gets too... Oh, no, it's, it's it, messy. It, it's really yeah, messy. it just mm-hmm. gets really messy. And so I, I actually agree with practicum me. Uh, not do that again. Yeah. But she said, you're going to get referrals from friends and family members and mm-hmm. friends of friends. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be doing therapy with people that know people that know you. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, she, I mean, she was nicely saying, get over it. But um, it, that is a weird one. Yeah. It does. And it, and it <laughs> had somebody else, <laughs> had somebody else, they were going to refer their friend to me for marriage work and my very first question was are you okay with them getting a divorce and she said well you're not really selling yourself there I yeah. said I said no I look I, I would be willing to see them if you are okay with it not working out and them getting a divorce and you understanding that that, that could be my fault like I could have totally failed as a therapist right and, right I'm with you and just felt like that was the time <laughs> and yeah. and if they get a divorce, you need to be okay with that and still be able to like me. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do that, then don't send them to me. I don't. Well, I don't want that kind of pressure. I don't want you in the in the therapy room when you're not here. Yeah. Like I hate that. Um, different, but and I know we're probably about done. Um, what is going on? Oh, there it is. Okay. One time, I was doing a genogram and realized that another client of mine was in the genogram. Oh, no kidding. And they didn't know. And that's all I was saying. That's really funny. I know. It's just an interesting thing. Oh, that's so... Thing. I've had clients that were friends. Yep. That mm-hmm. found me completely independently. And then you scheduled them one right after the <clears throat> other? Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, that didn't happen, <laughs> actually. It was... Uh, they were out talking uh, during coffee. Oh, wow. And one of them was like, yeah, my, my therapist said he was going to fire me if, you know, under these certain circumstances. They said they were going to fire you? She said, yeah. She goes, my therapist said something like that to me, too. I've never heard a therapist talk about firing their clients before. Well, who's your therapist? <laughs> I'm curious about that type of friendship, though. Like, how did they not know? Or it, people just don't. I don't know who your therapist is. You don't? No. I don't know who hers is. Oh. I told you. I do. Wait. Well, no, wait. I told you. I feel like I you do. You just don't remember. I don't even know who mine is. Oh, this is fun. This is fun. <laughs> so, uh, because I'm a I therapist. I need your referral, by the way. Huh? You should give me a referral to a therapist. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So, yes. Good. Okay, I'm glad. Um, I am a therapist. True. Okay. So far. I'm with you so far. At a training, 
and I I coordinated the training, so everyone that RSVP'd RSVP'd to me, and my therapist RSVP'd to the email. Not, I mean, I think that she knew that I, I mean, it had my name. So, and then, she, you know, we both show up, and I'm like, oh, oh, I'm in the situation that usually my clients are in. What am I gonna do? I tell them all the time, you can announce it from the rooftops. You can put a billboard up. You have all the say in the world. Mm-hmm. So I said to anyone that was near us, hey, Ashley, this is Jerry Badskull. She's my therapist. She can neither confirm nor deny that information. So the first time I did it, Jerry oh, was like, of course you did. Super awkward. Of course you I did. did. I was like, and I know that you don't know what to do right now, and it's okay. Like, I give you full permission to acknowledge that you're my therapist. And then I proceeded to do it. And this then is going to get weird. I'm going to make this weird. Then someone else was like, that's your therapist? I need a therapist. And I was like, can I tell Can I tell her? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, hey, Jerry, got a referral for you right here. This is all in lunch line. We're all in line making our plates. And then she emailed me later and she's like, I feel like you were okay with that, but I just want to make sure. And I'm so, so sorry that I didn't even consider broaching that. And I said, well, we've talked about it before that we're both going to be commenting on Facebook and Mm-hmm. I'm going to refer you, and sometimes mm-hmm. I'll say, I know not only am I referring you, but I'm also her client. So that was fun. It was really fun. But that time I didn't. So not fair. <laughs> yeah, so fun. <laughs> you can do it one day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So you can refer me to your therapist? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Although I have someone else in mind. Oh, okay. Just to know. Depends it, on what type of personality Is it wrong that I want, like, an old guy who looks a lot like Irving Allen to be my therapist? Yeah, you don't want to meet your hero. Go ahead and tell me. No. You to, I don't know. Depends on what kind of therapist you... What type of personality you would want. Softer or more direct? I think I know what I want, but... I what know. expectations do you have for therapy? I have no expectations. Lies! None. I have no expectations at Lies. all. Lies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you have, like, a freaking list. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Where people oh usually have those for like their ideal spouse. <laughs> like you have one yes. running list for yes, ideal a therapist. List. How many Kierkegaard books have you read? Do you <laughs> this will be none. <laughs> oh crap! No. All right. No. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I, I I think I can get. I don't know. I have very few expectations. Um. I but the few that I do have are very, very. Can you say you have very few expectations one more time? No. <laughs> I just need to get the face that Melissa made. I'll just recreate it. Like I just recreated it. That. Thank you. Thank Show you note. so much. Just... Show note. I made a picture. <laughs> but it wasn't even good. Like It was much more blank expression. It was like... just like BS. Like my BS detector's going off. I don't know if I can make a blank expression. Yeah, I did. Well, got it. This is we've you've squandered a <laughs> you perfectly him. good hour. You keep talking. I'm taking selfies. No, I'm done talking. I, I'm, I'm out. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's it. Next time we meet. Yeah. I want to discuss this book. God can't. I it's, have to read it. Yeah, me too. How to believe in God and love after tragedy, abuse, and other evils. I think that's good. I mean, it sounds like a fantastic <laughs> book. Could you read it and do some cliff notes? Yes. Is there a cliff note version of that? Oh, okay. Is that a quick read? Can I look at it? It is a fairly quick read, um, and it's got these little things after each chapter and questions. Actually, the words look big. 
and they've got there's blank pages. There's, yeah, there's a couple of I blank saw pages that. Here. Too. So, like, when has uh, suffering produced a mature character in your life or others, and when has it not? Mm. Yeah, it's really, 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 really good. And the quote on the back is, a God who causes or allows evil is not someone we can trust. Hmm. We can trust the God of uncontrolling love. Uh, I think even if uh, a practitioner or therapist is agnostic or atheist or Buddhist or whatever kind of an ist you might be, um, I think everyone... I, I think the, the atheist, I think, is the easiest route of saying just crap happens. Like, stuff happens, there's no rhyme or reason to mm-hmm. it. Do with it what you want. Yeah. Um, but I think if any of your clients ha- believe in any kind of a deity, mm-hmm. eventually they will get to the point of, how can this deity that I hope loves me mm-hmm. allow horrible things to happen to yeah. me? I agree. This whole book is about addressing how we can have that. Uh, it's, I mean, it is aimed at it's aimed at Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude that wrote it got f- fired from his college. Um, has been absolutely persecuted as a result of writing this book. Uh, and well, his, coming up with this theology, okay. his beliefs. Yeah. Oh. Um, now you sold me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. he's sticking to his. He's like, well, look, I because he actually posits that God does not know the future. Hmm. And it's not that he doesn't want to, it's because... He it, chooses not to. It, it not, it's not even because he chooses not really? to. It's because he believes that the future hasn't happened yet, so there's nothing there to be known. Hmm. So he literally has no expectations. No, he does. He has hopes in God. God has hopes and expectations. There's things that he wa- he may want or she may want for us. Ooh, that's a good discussion. If, like the difference between a hope and an expectation. Hmm. There was a guy named Colin Hightower once that said, fear and hope are alike underneath. That they're basically the same thing. I'm really glad we don't do these at the for like the start of a Monday. That's not depressing. It's not depressing, but it's like my brain doesn't usually start until like midday Thursday. <laughs> if we're seeing the week as a Monday through Sunday. Okay, so I will let you guys borrow this book and you can read it. Okay. Um I am going to make a blog post about this book. Mm-hmm. and To put it on our website? Well, it's going to be on my website. but oh. Could it be on yeah, it our link? Sure. Yeah, yeah, you can oh, link sweet. it. And so if you want, that'll be the Cliff Notes version, I think. Okay, cool. If that's what you want. But if you guys want to read the book, I can do that too. No, too. I want to read it, I think. Uh, I'll put it with all the other books that I have to read. Um, oh, man. It starts with, the, uh, with that theology, and then it goes from there to answer these questions of how a loving God can allow really traumatic things. Yeah. How you can have a loving God and experience trauma at the same yeah. time. I think a lot of times, especially with people that I have, there have been people that I've worked with, and not in my own personal work, where I've been kind of in doing sort of some trauma work or just really EMDR, kind of recognizing like how, how beliefs about mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. becomes, or it can sometimes really become very intertwined with, be, and be like a really positive resource, mm-hmm. or it can really sort of lead to you know, a lot of negative cognitions mm-hmm. um, based on what I, sort of how I experience and believe. So I think that's really, I think that's really helpful because just because someone has faith, whatever that faith is, it doesn't necessarily mean that the way that they're... There's so much on this. We, yeah. we should, um, 
So I can send him an email and see if he would be willing to phone in. Okay. If you guys want to read it, but I I think it's whether he's whether he joins or not, I because it just is an absolute of like there's just so many good things, especially yeah. about personal responsibility and accountability and meaning and experience and hope and expectations and love. Is it existential? It is deeply existential. Cool. And I was I've talked to the word about it and he said he didn't know that. <laughs> I was like, how are you not quoting, like, Kierkegaard and May and, like, Tillich? And he actually does quote Tillich several times. But, That's like, there's, cool. There's several different things. Um, and then I'm, uh, I wrote a chapter in the Uncontrolling Love book that came out before this one. Hmm. So um, it's, it's phenomenal. Cool. It's phenomenal. All right. Okay, well, that'll be a good conversation. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I'm good. You guys got anything? Yep. Nope. No. All right, well, thanks for spending an hour with us. Yep, yes. All right. Thank you, thank you. Bye.